Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back. George Norrie with you along with Richard Austin. We'll take calls with Richard next hour as we talk about Armageddon and China's link. Let's go back to Fatima if we can, Richard, uh, with the little children, of course. What was the secret that led you to believe that we could be in uh, Armageddon or Third World War or that even China was involved? Well, first of all, in the book of Revelations, they specifically state that when you have this protracted period of warfare in these four nations along the Euphrates River, this would be the the prelude or or set the stage for what, what is referred to as the kings of the east. Now, in John of Patmos' time, political leaders were kings. And John specifically mentions that the invading army would be 200 million people. Only China can produce that sort of manpower. That's true. That's true. So we know it's to the east. We know it's China, <clears throat> but <clears throat> at that point, it, it, the whole subject is left open. We don't, we don't know what is going to happen at that point, and that's why humanity has been so baffled by this whole subject. In fact, because of the destruction involved, and incidentally, I will tell you something very interesting. There was one small bit of information in Revelations that didn't seem to fit. What was that? That has now been put in place. So everything that's mentioned in Revelations as a condition for Armageddon taking place in the Far East is now in place. It's It's a puzzle, and all the pieces look like a puzzle now when you put them together. What was that last piece that it looked a little strange to you? Well, the islands the island, uh, islands being moved. Well, where are the islands? Well, they're in, in the South China Sea. You know, China has take, seized one of the most important navigable bodies of water on Earth, the South China Sea. They built all these artificial islands and weaponized them with uh, runways, mm-hmm. put forces on them, and um, electronic scrambling equipment and the latest anti-ship missiles. How do you make an island without it sinking? Well, the there were these uninhabited atolls that actually go to the sea floor. So they just uh, excavated a lot of sand okay. and right. put it on these atolls. So the base, the bases were already there, the, the bottom right. part. Okay. And uh, they have now created seven um, bases so they can com- completely control the South China Sea. And they're pretty good size, too, aren't they? Yes. They have uh, runways on two of them. Um, that can accommodate the uh, the latest stealth fighters and bombers. 
so they can reach into the Western Pacific. They're built there in, in the process of uh, exploring and getting ready to develop the Benham Rise east of Luzon in the Philippines. And they're about to negotiate uh, a formal naval base that was important in World War II, and I believe it's the Solomon Islands. They were very important in World War II. So, and it and it, it, it actually was a naval base, so they don't have much work to do. Now, this has so alarmed uh, Australia that they have appropriated $10 billion to create a, a naval base on their northern shore. So to, they're not... To combat that. Vulnerable. Interesting. Interesting. And, and you believe, Richard, that this is China's plan to develop a third world war? Do you think that's their their aim here? Absolutely. And I'm going to... Um, um, I want to just read you a quick list of some of the things that they have put in place. See, this is not going to be a just a conventional war with planes and ships. It's going to be more an, an electronic war. Now, here's a little list of some of the things that they either have completely in place or almost in place. Okay. They are establishing control of much of the global Internet and soon all of it. They're establishing control of much of the mobile communications, including the new 5G, over large geographical areas. They control portions of America's electric grid, perhaps some of its most vital sectors. Hmm. They can inhibit and monitor surface rail transport in the United States. They have control over much of the consumer electronic equipment at use currently in America that was manufactured in China True. and is connected to the Internet. Uh, just in the past month, Homeland Security has concluded that all of the drones that people love are compromised. Also, many mobile phones are compromised if they were manufactured in China. Now, in the past six or eight months, they discovered that some of the most sensitive computer installations in the U.S. government, Defense Department, and the CIA, their computers are compromised. I won't go into all the details, but the motherboards were produced by a company called Supermicro. That's the Microsoft of China motherboards. Jeez. And they had a little piece, looked like a little grain of rice on it. And people totally overlooked it, but it enabled them to penetrate these uh, compute, very vital computers. And they've been doing it for years. And even the computers on some of our warships. Another little tidbit here, if I haven't maybe grossed you out a bit already. They have the ability to shut down global surface transport 
over a significant portion of the Earth's surface. By hacking into it? No. The Belt and Road Project, they have now 60 key installations. They're not economic installations at all. They're manned by military people under the control of the Ministry of Public Security. Amazing. How did they get to this point, Richard, where they got... I mean, I'm thinking of the days when Mao was heading up China. It was almost like a third-world nation. I mean, they revered him. Um, But, you know, back in the Nixon era, you know, the ping-pong diplomacy and all that, China wasn't nearly the capable country that it is today. How did they pull this off? Well, if you look at the book... I I give you excruciatingly painful details of how they ripped us off for 35 to 40 years. They, all of the money and all of the technology has been stolen from the United States. And I refer to it in the book as the Great China Scam. And they brilliantly duplicated it, didn't they? Well, it, uh, see, this list, uh, that I was reading you, and oh, I'll just throw this into the hopper as a final uh, item. I speak about these um, these bases. They can now control the Strait of Hormuz, the Suez Canal, the Strait of Malacca, and even the Panama Canal. That's right. We gave away the Panama Canal, and, and they took it over. Well, no, we gave it to Panama. We gave it back to Panama, but they cut a deal with China. Well, what they did is they, um, China came in and invested money, and they took over the bases at either at Balboa and Cristobal, plus the Rodden uh, Naval Base and other uh, military facilities that used to be manned by the U.S. Uh, military. Members of the People's Liberation Army are now in those military installations and at either end of the canal. A majority of our seagoing transport goes through the Panama Canal, and when one of our ships goes through the canal, as you know, the captain secedes operation in the canal to uh, a, a local personnel who... who They take over the ship, basically, to get it through. So uh, whenever our ships go through there, they're taken over by someone from the People's Liberation Army. To get it through. Yes. Yep, that's right. You're absolutely right. We call those spots, by the way, in the Navy, choke points. That's Uh, exactly it. These key... I mentioned these four key choke points. And, of course, the Strait of Hormuz... You see, China is a very close ally of Iran. That's right. You may wonder, where does does Iran get all of this uh, technology? From China. Now, the um, Pakistan, which used to be our ally, is now dominated totally by China. China has taken over two important naval installations, including one at Gwadar, and the Turbot uh, um, airport, and um, 
they have they also have control over a important island which they're uh, installing missiles so in conjunction with uh, Iran they can now block any uh, oil from leaving the uh, Strait of Hormuz at any time at any time at any time now the China current Chinese leader Zik Zinping I mean, he seems like a nice guy, but is he deceiving us or what? Well, you have brought up a very, very, very important point in my book. Xi Jinping is not what you think he is. Uh He is a gigantic ruse, a deception. And you say, might say, well, what are you, t- what are you even talking about? Well, I devote a whole chapter to him. He has no real power. People think he's like the successor to, to Mao Zedong and has even more power. He has none. He's, he's a representative of the people really running China. He's like a front man, a PR he's guy. A front man. In fact, all of the interesting, uh, all of the people who uh, the Americans go to Europe, uh, go to China and do business with, they're all they're all front men. The government in China owns everything and controls everything. Who are the puppet masters there? Well, you're going to have to read that chapter because. <laughs> It's so complicated how I go how the historical way that that this situation with Xi Jinping came about. I refer to them. Uh, I have referred to them various times on my website as the elders. Richard, I'm amazed with this book that someone there has not tried to shut you down. If you know what I mean. Well, I hate to tell you, they have. Really? Yes. Have you been threatened? No, but I've had a lot of trouble um, with my computers and things. <laughs> and um, my, uh, I had to uh, work with my website provider because I had to go and find out the code. They were getting into their, their whole system, and my website provider didn't even know they were there. So I got them the code, and they were very grateful <laughs> Now let's let's go back to Revelation because that's important. How that ties into China and how you were able to pinpoint China as that country. Well, so we we we've said about all we can say about the Book of Revelation, and then until the early twentieth century, we didn't have any further information. And then we get Fatima. Well, why did it occur at that time? The events, and there are six particular important events that took place in Fatima. The uh, Virgin Mary, I believe it was July the 13th, she appeared. Uh, Each time something happened in Russia, see, the, the events in Fatima are correlated directly to the Russian Revolution and the rise of the Bolsheviks. In other words, something would happen in in Russia, and then shortly thereafter, you would have a response from a some sort of a 
heavenly figure in Fatima. And there were like six particular episodes. The, um, so there's a direct correlation. But see, Mary, in the second secret, she specifically speaks about the pernicious ideology of the Bolsheviks, Marxist-Leninism, that it was going to cause enormous suffering. It was going to cause um, persecutions. And in our last discussion three years ago, I mentioned how the Bolsheviks went on a killing rampage and murdered 100,000 priests and bishops. Jesus. I mean, Russia was traditionally an extremely devout country, and they just murdered everybody associated with the Russian Orthodox Church. So Mary says, if unless Russia uh, stops doing this and returns to its spiritual roots, there's going to be persecutions and wars, plural. That would mean she said this at the time after World War One. So we got World War Two and then World War Three. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.